Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to have Michael Watson, the Secretary of State, coming up here in just shortly. Uh, we're actually recording this on Wednesday because we're getting all the calendars uh, squared up. It's going to play on Friday. So there may be some new developments as it relates to the Coastal Mississippi tourism effort that I posted about on Wednesday and I talked about on Wednesday as well And at the beginning of my conversation with Angela Geis. Um, uh, it, was, um, it was an important... Um, it was an important post about the current situation, uh, and I'm in, I'm really emboldened by the number of people that I've heard from. I, I've I just literally, as I'm talking to you now, my phone is still, you know, vibrating in my hand from people reaching out to me wanting to talk about it. So the business community is highly engaged, very significantly engaged. Uh, I heard, heard I sent. Um, a population graphic that I came across this morning showing population changes around uh, around the United States over the past 10 years and by county and it was very telling and as you can imagine Mississippi has lost has lost population and we've got some real challenges in our state which is why we need to focus on the new economy and economic development and all those things but one bright spot in Mississippi is Harrison County and the coast in general in terms of of, um, of growth and in some cases significant growth and I got a note from a really significant leader here in coastal Mississippi I didn't get an opportunity to ask him if I could attribute this so I'm just going to paraphrase it and I'll leave it between the, him and me on who sent it to me for now but what he says is really important he says in looking at the data that the lone bright spot in a hemorrhaging state which is unfortunately the case is, is too often treated like a redhead's, redhead's ch- stepchild in terms of getting what we need to bolster lots of aspects of coastal Mississippi. See, the way I look at it is that, that Mississippi should be all in on the coast because we're the economic engine that drives the state. With Ingalls and Chevron on one side, and you've got Stennis on the other, and gaming and tourism. You look at the recovery since uh, the pandemic, the tourism has driven it, and in respect to that, coastal Mississippi has driven tourism. Um, we should be all in on coastal Mississippi. We shouldn't have to fight for that, but too often that is the case. Um, moreover, we get nonsense from the Connie Rockers of the world, he pointed out, to, to engage in it and, only, and it only serves to make us less competitive. It really underscores the core point in all of this. It's all about leadership, something I talk about here on Coastview all the time. And it's time for good people, he says, to take a stand against those who engage or want to engage in an unending race to the bottom because of petty politics or control. And then I'll add to that. It it is really time to weed out the dark side, the way I would say it, the dark side of coastal Mississippi tourism. Once and for all, it's time for us to move forward. We've had too many dust-ups recently. It's usually about petty politics and control. It's time for us to move on. And hopefully, you know, since I record this on Wednesday and it plays on Friday, maybe some positive movement has happened. But I wanted to sort of, you know, allude to that. Also, just want to point out, if you missed my conversation with John Harrison yesterday, we had an entire show with John Harrison, the CEO of, of Hancock Whitney. And it was incredible. Um, it was, first of all, incredible discussion about leadership 
But really, it was an incredible discussion about his views about the economic situation globally and in the United States. And it was a it was a relatively rosy picture, considering the fact that we could be facing some recession. Obviously, we're facing in, inflationary pressures. But he explained in great detail what his view was on that, and he's in a really good position to sort of know. Uh, we also got an update on the latest at Hancock Whitney, which was really terrific. And incidentally, I banked with them all my life, as did my parents. Uh, and um, I'm you know, privileged to, to have them to watch over my retirement uh, funds. That is quite important to me and my wife, Anne, and our family. Okay, and now we're going to shift gears. Let's move over to my friend Michael Watson, the Secretary of State. He's a really good friend. Uh, he's from the coast, holding a statewide elected office, making history in that regard, I might add. And uh, anyway, Michael, how you doing, my friend? Man, I'm great. I mean, just to touch back on the coast and the driver that we are, uh, so an honor and a privilege for me to represent the coast at the statewide level. And I talk about the coast all over the place. And uh, one of the things that I've got to just emphasize that you touched on, we've got to stay together on the coast. We are we are so strong when we're together. Petty politics are awful. Uh, people hate politicians because of that. So when you have that pettiness, you're dragging us to the bottom. It hurts the entire state, not just the coast. But again, we've got the coast as the driver Folks look at us all the time, and they want a reason to throw rocks at us. They want a reason to say, let's discount the coast. We shouldn't be giving them any reasons. It's hard enough as it is. So we've got to stay together on the coast. And again, the petty politics, is, it's got to go. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. You know, here's the good news. And I think I, I feel this way not only because during dust-ups like we're having to deal with again on coastal Mississippi tourism, not just because of that, but I, I hear from that a lot of leaders coming forward to say, you know what, I need to I need to get more engaged in this. I need to understand more about what's happening. You see the business council being being heavily engaged. You see members of chambers across the coast that are asking questions and wanting to know. And really, you're seeing you're seeing um, um, members of the former members of the Coastal Mississippi Board beginning to speak up and say, you know, this is what happened to me, and we can't allow that to happen in the future. And, and in many cases, these are really strong leaders that were shown the door. It's unfortunate. Uh, I'm, I'm bolstered by all of that. I do believe that there is a powerful lubrication for change that comes from pain. And sometimes, you, you know, we just have to feel the pain and that rallies people and we get moving forward and we do what's right. And and I'm also I've also heard from a number of elected officials, let coast legislators, some I'm disappointed with, to be honest with you, but but many I'm not. I've heard from supervisors. Um, there's a lot of leadership focused on getting this current dust up behind us and moving forward. And I'm pr I pray that we can get there because, Lord, how mercy, Michael, how important is tourism in coastal Mississippi? And why are we spending all this time internally focused when we should be? We should spend all of our energy on selling the wares of coastal Mississippi at a time when competition and inflation and family making decisions about how they're going to spend their vacation money. We should not be having this conversation, but we are. And I'm going to do my best to put a, you know, as good. A, I'm trying to do it in a way that is not slamming anyone, but just simply saying, you know, let's rally together and let's solve this problem. And, you yeah, I, I totally that. agree. Talking to folks like Brandon Elliott that we've been working with to draw people to Mississippi, uh, you know, if, if they look at us and they see internal conflict, it just diminishes the opportunity that we have. So, again, we've got to focus. Uh, I appreciate the engagement that we're seeing. Uh, that can lead to great positive change. We've got to have folks engaged. And 
the folks that, that care about the coast, that are intelligent, that are smart, that, that folks listen to, um, and folks that drive opinion. So that's that's important to have. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, so you and I have not discussed. I have have not, you know, come back together again since we had a very passionate visit on uh, Super Talk Outdoors across the Super Talk Network about the Conservation Trust Fund that I felt so strongly about. And the beauty of it is, I mean, some, you know, the legislative process is slow for a reason. I mean, it. You know that it, it it keeps mistakes from happening, and it makes sure we have alignment, and that's that's the way it works. It can be frustrating, but it, but in the end, usually the right thing will happen. And in this particular case, it did. We now have a fund. It will, you know, the legislature uh, allocated ten million dollars. That's going to probably give us the ability to go match it with another twenty, maybe thirty million in federal funds. They're going to be forming a group now to oversee it and uh, i'm just thrilled to death that we're moving in this direction and i know you you you've worked really hard to understand as it relates to forming something like the conservation trust funds we got to get all the stakeholders involved and good news is we landed in a place private parties engaged non-governmental entities are engaged we're going to go at this you know at, with a broad coalition of uh, stakeholders and that's a great place to be in isn't it Incredible, and the, the alignment that you've seen of, of folks that are, you know, again focused on conservation and the good things that it can bring to our state. Uh, tourism is a piece of that, and so uh, our conservation task force again has continued to work toward that. Uh, really, the goal of all of us uh, for conservation and to have the legislature step forward, put that into play. Uh, thank you, Speaker Gunn, and uh, Lieutenant Governor Hosman, and obviously the governor for signing into the law. Very important step, and so it puts us on a much more of a competitive field with other states that are already doing that. Uh, so the plans that we're seeing come to fruition are going to be exciting for the state, great for the preservation of our wonderful resources that we have here. We're really excited about it. So a really good first step. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, seeing the, the word out there, making sure folks were engaged and alert to what was going on, uh, being uh, you know, up to speed on the process. And again, that engagement we talk about with, with coastal tourism, uh, and politics in general. We've got to have Mississippians engaged, knowing what's going on. And the more you are engaged, the better government that we get. I, I can't agree more. And one last point about non-governmental entities. When you look at leadership inside of Nature Conservancy and Ducks Unlimited and Wildlife Mississippi and others, we've got some of the top leaders in the United States. We've got the guy who wrote the book on how to do this. So we're in a great position. Now that we're engaging them, we're going to be able to tap into their networks and engage their networks for best practices so that we come out of the gate with the kind of projects that are going to set the kind of example we want to set about what we want to do to preserve this state from a conservation perspective for many years to come. It's really generational generational bill. Thanks for your leadership on that on that discussion. Hey, when we come back, we're going to find out the latest in uh, Secretary of State Michael Watson's life. We're going to talk about elections and voter ID and how that's going, etc. There's a lot yet to talk about. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I'm 
Welcome back. We have uh, Michael Watson, the Mississippi Secretary of State. He's from the coast. He's a statewide elected official from the coast, and believe me, he brings that passion to his, to his role. You know, Michael, one of the things that Roland taught me was he was a great publisher and, and just a great mentor for me. And, and to have the opportunity to succeed him as publisher of the Sun Hero was really an honor. And But he spent many, 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 many years teaching me about the role a publisher plays in the community and about... You know, the closer you are to your volunteerism, it, it gives you a chance to see what's happening in the community and make sure that what's happening at the newspaper reflects the community. So spent a lot of time thinking about that. And one of the major lessons he gave me was that for too long, Coastal Mississippi, as you sort of alluded to in the last segment, spent too much time fighting amongst themselves, so much so that the legislature never really had to pay much attention to us. Those days are mostly gone. We don't fight amongst ourselves like we used to. Economic development, people can come together. The Coast Business Council has brought people together. The chambers are working together on things like the One Coast Award. One Coast winners are being sort of nominated and recognized based on their understanding of the bigger picture. We've made so much progress. And that's a good thing because at the end of the day, we're better off as a strong region, aren't we, buddy? Well, absolutely. The entire state's better. And then look, I give a lot of credit to the legislative delegation right now, just a cohesive unit from across the coast, from across South Mississippi, and they're doing a wonderful job, and uh, they're listening to uh, people. I'm telling you, people understand how strong the coast is. We're only going to get stronger, and as we can eliminate uh, you know, those little hurdles that we create for ourselves, we're just going to continue to lead the state, continue to drive this state, and it's just important. It's important to have a strong coast for, for all of Mississippi, and Again, as, as we talked about earlier, just an honor to be from there, to tell our story across the state. I love the coast, and it's important that we have a strong coast. So, hey, for people who, who don't really know what the Secretary of State's job is, just kind of give us the elevator speech on the multifaceted aspects of it, and then we'll come back to uh, the, the most recent elections and how, how the voting process is going. Yeah, so look, it's one of those offices that people don't really realize we touch just about everything in some form or fashion. Uh, so it's three kind of areas in general elections. Obviously, people know that it's the face of the office. The business services uh, is real, really the, the breadth of the office comes into play. So charities, nonprofits, LLCs, corporations, uh, sports agents, scrap metal dealers, um, cemeteries. We, we've got all kind of uh, things that are woven into the business community across the state of Mississippi that come through our office. The APA, Administrative Procedures Act, I could go on. Uh, and then we have public lands, so tidelands along the coast. We've got 16th section lands, and we've got tax forfeited property. So really, uh, land, education, business, elections, you name it, uh, the community here that we touch uh, is, is, is expansive. So uh, folks uh, need to know what we do, and I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, if you've got a question in one of those areas, I want you to know who to call. But number two, and maybe most important, again, we talk about accountability, if something goes wrong in one of those areas, I want Mississippians to know, hey, I need to call Michael and tell him, hey, tighten up up there. You know, we're watching you. And so that accountability is very important to us, and it's very important for folks to know what we do. And I know it from knowing you that you mean it when you say that. You know, some politicians say that, and they don't really mean it. <laughs> they, they proclaim to be accessible, but then they're actually not accessible. Uh, you are very accessible. And... Um, you know, I'm proud of you for, for doing that and also for representing Coastal Mississippi. I know you're a statewide elected official now, and I know that you've learned a lot about what makes this state tick in every corner of this state. And you're proud of all of those corners. But it always helps to have someone who really gets the coast because it's complex. It's a complex thing, the coast. And you're able to just sell our wares 
to the to the rest of the state, and that's a really good thing. So you know, I, I really I'm proud of you for for doing such a good job, my friend. Well, look, thank you. And Mississippi is always a place we all want the same things. We want what's best for our families, what's best for our state and our communities. And so we may think a little bit differently about the coast or northeast Mississippi or the Delta or Jackson. Uh, but again, at the, at the end of the day, we're all Mississippians. We should be pulling towards the same goal. And that's better, a better future for our children. And uh, the coast plays an integral role in that. So yeah. we get it together. Hey, this population thing that I mentioned a minute ago, it's interesting. It wouldn't surprise you to see that the darkest areas where the most amount of of, um, of um, defection has come from is the Delta air region. But do you, do you know that Jackson, Mississippi, is in the top 10 in the entire United States for population loss? Top 10. I mean, it's shocking. And we got, man, we got we to gotta get smart. We got to get smart about how to resolve some of these issues that are causing that because we if we're not growing buddy we're we're sliding and 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 sliding is not a good place to be in in a competitive world it's not and, and look to that point we talk about the coast the coast is very important jackson is as well we got an issue i guess about two or three weeks ago kind of creep up with us with a, a tax bit of property issue and so i called the entire legislative delegation from jackson into our office and sat down and said listen i don't know all the answers but I know if we can build relationships together and work through things together, it's only good for, for all of us and it's good for the entire state. So the entire Jackson delegation showed up at a lunch and we sat down and talked through the details. And again, that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take all of us putting our labels aside, sitting down around the table. Let's talk about the issues. How do we make this work? How do we make it better? And if we can do that uh, across the entire state, we're gonna be just fine. That's a good move. I mean, I mean that, it seems that you've understood that having collaborative conversations, sort of, sort of what you did with your conservation effort uh, by bringing everybody in. You know, people, you know what, we may have, as you pointed out, may have different political titles, but at the end of the day, people have a real love of their community. They have a, a deep love of the state and they want the they want the best. And some of these solutions, particularly if, from a population point of view, economic development point of view, we can find common ground on some of these issues and we should. Hey Michael, how's the how's the voting process going in Mississippi these days? Look, I love our process. I love our system. Uh, Mississippi is a bottom up state, uh, the local level, which means the local level really does the hard work for our circuit clerks, our elections commissioners, and obviously uh, the folks that come out to work the polls on election day are incredibly important to our state. So we've got a great process. We've got really good people. Um, I'm, I'm sad uh, about the turnout. If you look at our primary election day, it was about 11%. Uh, when you look at the entire state, uh, some places better, some places worse. Uh, but we've got to get engaged. We've got to have people come out to vote. Uh, you know, when you think about all the men and women, they gave all they had for that right, for that precious ability to come out to the polls to elect your officials. Uh, so I hope Mississippians will pay attention to that. I hope they'll come out and vote on the 28th on Tuesday, obviously the primary election uh, runoff. And so it's a, it's a big day for our state. The second, third and fourth congressional districts all have Republican runoffs. Uh, so a couple of quick things on that. If you voted in the Democratic primary on June 7th, you cannot vote on the 28th. If you voted in the Republican primary, obviously you can come out and vote in the runoff. And if you didn't vote at all, uh, you're eligible to come out and vote in the runoff as well on the 28th. So polls will be open from 7 to 7. Uh, this Saturday will be the last time you can go and vote in person absentee. So your circuit clerk's offices will be open from 8 to 12. If you have a mail-in ballot, you have to have that postmark by election day on the 28th. 
uh, and we see within five business days for that to count. So those are kind of the quick rules that, that people need to be aware of. Uh, but again, uh, I really appreciate the men and women across this state, our circuit clerks, our elections commissioners, and the folks that come out and work the polls. We would not be able to do it without them. So I just want to say thank you to them. Hey, where I, where I vote here in, in Biloxi, the poll workers are amazing, and they, you know, they, you know, a lot of those faces you've seen for years. You know, they've been doing that for a long time. They're passionate about. It. They do a good job with it. But let me restate what you said because someone sent me a note about this a week or two ago. Said, you know, asking that there was a misconception that if you voted Democrat before, you couldn't vote Republican this next time, <laughs> and um, or, you know, or you couldn't vote at all. So if you if you did not vote in the in the general election, and now that we have primaries, you can vote. You can definitely vote. Don't let people tell you you can't vote. Uh, so let's go back through that again, Michael, because I do think there's some confusion about that. Yeah, so the, the key here is Mississippi does not allow crossover voting, which means if you voted in the Democratic primary on the 7th, you cannot come out and vote in the runoff on the 28th in the Republican primary runoff. If you voted in the Republican uh, primary on June 7th, then obviously, yes, you can come out on the 28th. And then the broader picture is, if you did not vote at all on the 7th, you didn't vote at all, you can come out and vote still in the runoff on the 28th. So important to know those rules. Uh, again, having your voice heard is so incredibly important. And let's just honor the men and women who gave us that right. Uh, but this is important for our future. So I hope as many Mississippians will come out to vote, uh, obviously legally uh, registered here in our state. And I look forward to a, a better turnout, I hope, than we had on the 7th. Yeah, it is so disappointing when you go in and you see the number that you, when you sign in, I always check that, you know, you see that number is low compared to what it normally is. Um, and it's always the case when you have these kind of off cycle, you know, actually this is not necessarily off cycle, but there's not a lot of passionate, you know, there's not a national race that's going on, et cetera, or some big issue that's, you know, pushing people forward. Um, although, you know, if you look at these congressional races, they're more contested than we normally see. Usually, it's sort of a shoe-in for the incumbent, and that is not the case this time. So you're going to see. I think. I think you're going to see a lot more engagement in the Republican primary uh, uh, runoff. Excuse me. Than than we've uh, than we've seen maybe ever. Well, hopefully, that's the case. Listen, yeah. we uh, we got to we got to we got to back away uh, and move to the next segment. But listen, Michael, it's been great to catch up with you. We let's don't wait so long next time to get together. I'm in, my friend. And thank you for your good work. Appreciate you getting that information out. You bet. This has been Michael Watson. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.